Hey community, in today's episode, Matt Slack sits down with Scott, the MD at Red Rocks Worship. It is so cool to hear about how Red Rocks runs tracks, how they run tracks when they're on the road. Scott goes over the whole setup, so we hope there's some helpful tips in here for you and your church. Enjoy the interview. What's going on, everyone? Hope you guys are having an awesome day. Uh, we've got a cool conversation we're about to have with Scott from the Red Rocks worship team. Uh, he's going to be chatting a little bit about uh, kind of how they run tracks in, in their camp. So it'll be a cool, cool thing to hear as a lot of you guys are gearing up for your Christmas services and, and lining up all the production for that. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get Scott in here and we'll have a, have a quick little chat. Scott, hey, how's it going, how's it going? It's going good, Matt. Going well, good to man. see you, man. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah. yeah, like I said, man, it's a crazy time coming up on the on the Christmas season. Everyone is, you know, got their head down in their yep. Ableton session or whatever the case is. And yeah, we yeah. thought, what what better time to have a chat than uh, than with you about kind of what you guys got going on over there at Red Rocks? Maybe yeah. just give a little bit of background, kind of what your role is with them, um, kind of how you yeah. got started, kind of that journey, and then we'll dive into the more technical side. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Scott. I am the music director at Red Rocks Worship. Um, and it kind of started as just like I was just volunteering, playing keys back in 2016. Um, eventually, it kind of led into a contract MD position in 2018. Um, Red Rocks actually didn't have a music director up until that point. So um, I was kind of doing okay. kind of just contract. And then starting uh, 2021, I was officially brought on staff. And that kind of just means a lot of different things. So obviously I play like keys at all the services. Um, IMD, I uh, make the, you know, all the sessions with the backtracks. Um, I'm also kind of in charge of, you know, training up our MDs at other campuses and kind of resourcing our volunteers with everything they need um, to learn their parts. And, you know, on top of scheduling volunteers for a weekend. So kind of wear a lot of different hats, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. That sounds, yeah, you probably have a, uh, yeah, pretty busy schedule. Um, yep. Yeah, that's crazy. The MD role does have a lot of different sides to it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So let's, uh, with regards to track specifically, give us a quick rundown. And again, feel free to go as deep or, you know, however you want to answer this, but everything from, you know, software you guys are running to, uh, you know, the hardware you're using just to send tracks alone, kind of what that looks like for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we do use um, Ableton 11 and uh, we run it through Dante. That's how we send all the outputs, um, cool. you know, to front of house. Um, and so in Ableton, we kind of have it set up where we put all the songs in the session and throughout each song, we actually put locators in every section you know verse chorus verse chorus so forth yeah. um and then at the end we have the click continue to run past the song and then we use the iac driver to kind of you know put a midi note in there and have it set to go back to the previous locator so it kind of just like loops on one bar of click that way you don't have like six extra minutes of click if you need it or something like that um yeah yeah so that's how we run ableton and we do that we do each of those sections because um we want to give our worship leaders the the freedom to like not be tied down to an arrangement you know so um right. doing so say you get to like a bridge section and it says bridge and they're supposed to start seeing the bridge well instead they can actually take that moment to pass to the room 
Um, right. And then we'll just kind of keep looping that bridge over and over until they actually start, you know, singing it. And then we can go on. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, once at the end, once it's looping on that click, if they, if we're kind of just on a down moment and they want to go back to a bridge, we can hop back to one of those like big bridge moments, loop that, you yeah. know, until Jesus returns and then like go to the end of the song after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we, we control it with the Akai MPD 226. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I can give you a brief kind of like what we have going on. So obviously play and stop yeah, is right there. Um, okay. We have three faders. One is for click. Uh, if we need to mute click, doesn't happen a lot. Kind of basically if we just need to sync up click over like a broadcast or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. We have one for cues. Um, and that's if we're like if we're looping on a bridge moment and they're pastoring the room. Um, you don't want to obviously be hearing bridge, bridge, bridge over and over again. Right. So we'll mute that. And I'll just kind of MD through each of those um, cues. And then tracks mm -hmm. we actually have set to, um, it's actually a low pass filter. Um, so when it's all the way up, you're hearing all the tracks. It's the filters fully open. When you bring it all the way down, you don't hear any tracks. But uh, we find that it's, it's much more, it sounds much more musical when you have to bring down tracks in that way. Um, what's also nice is like, if we're in a big moment and the worship leader decides like he wants to bring down the dynamics a little bit, but the tracks are still like high dynamics, you can bring down that fader to about halfway and it kind of, you know, removes all like the shakers, tambourines, high percussion stuff. Yes. It kind of makes a bed of like warm sound, almost like a pad beneath us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, Man. uh. Over here, we basically got each part of the song. So that's the top of the song. That's like the count in. Um, this is if we need to jump straight to intro. We have a low dynamics course and a high dynamics course. And then same with bridge, low, high. Um, we have a few extras for like instrumentals or refrains. We have the end. That's like the last downbeat of the song. So like if we're looping a big bridge and then gotcha. he wants like trash can, that's kind of like just the last yes. note of the song that the tracks will come down. Um, click and then these are what we use to loop so that's the previous locator button and this is next locator button so um, basically if we're looping a bridge we'll just you know we'll wait to the last chord of that progression and then hit the previous locator and then it'll wait to the downbeat uh, to loop so it keeps us in time and stuff okay and then that's basically song one to get to song two you just kind of use the knob to set to the, or set it to preset to, and then it's all different MIDI notes for that, um, except for these two buttons. But that allows you to, you know, uh, map different songs, but use the same buttons and stuff for each song. So um, that's wow. kind of, yeah, that's a lot to take in, but yeah, hopefully. No, no, that's, that's great. I'm actually not super familiar with that specific controller, but that's a great, it seemed like a great one with, kind of the way it's divided between the pads and then still giving you like those faders and stuff, especially like the whole yeah. low pass. I mean, that, that low pass filter on the, on like your, your master, I guess is actually like something really cool and not something that I think we really hear or see, I see a lot of, but that's a, that's a sick tip. Um, but yeah, that's been around very, around very, very useful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dang, dang. Okay, cool. So do you use that same 
would you say it's kind of the same um, setup, regardless of whether you're, you know, leading on a Sunday morning or when you guys go out on the road or doing a concert? Does it look any different in those scenarios? It really doesn't. Um, yeah, we set it up exactly the same way. Um, yeah, for for when we're on the road, for when we're doing Sundays or Christmas, uh, even uh, we have it pretty much set up the same way. Obviously, for Christmas, we run a little bit more of a tighter ship, so we're not like flowing as right. much but we still set it up okay. and we still uh you know map each of those buttons um you know just in case we like get off or something we like go to a yeah. bridge or something but yeah yeah okay so let's say i mean this is just a question we get off and it's nice just to hear how different people handle it you get off the click your band somehow gets off the click what do you do how do you get them back on yeah that's a that's a fun one it's whew, that's a rough one. It's I've been able to do it um, quite a bit actually. We you know we have a few worship leaders that don't like to have click in their ears as much, and you know sometimes okay. they'll right. get off like by like one uh, one beat or something. So obviously in Ableton, yeah, it's set to to map or sorry to loop um, in one bar increments. So what you have to do is right um, while I'm still kind of playing hand, like keys with one hand, I'll go over to the computer switch it to one fourth or one eighth um like looping like or yeah quantization you know um and then right. you have to kind of hear what the worship leader is singing what their downbeat is and then you have to see if you're behind or ahead and depending on if you are you have to you'll have to wait till the next section you either have to like yep. in a split second um like in between those clicks uh, hit either forward or backward, depending if you're, you know, ahead or behind. Um, and then it should lock into that downbeat if you if you do it in that last second. Um, and then you switch it back to one bar. And so it's it's pretty it's pretty. I spent a lot of time practicing that because that happened a few times. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how to fix that. So spending a lot of time just practicing that on my own was really helpful. And yeah, so man. Yeah, that is a yeah, that is a that is an advanced maneuver. But uh, that's it why is. this guy does what he does for anyone watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so definitely something to uh, yeah, something to practice. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's awesome. For I mean, what uh, what tips you know in your years of doing it? What tips would you give to people that are just kind of you know starting in tracks? What are some kind of best practices? Things that have either saved you time or just things that you realized are important to have. Um, whether it's like fail safes, kind of like the stuff you just mentioned, or I don't know, what are some things you give to people just now kind of taking the jump into running tracks? Yeah, I would say, um, start, I mean, don't, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew when you're starting off. So obviously, um, I think the biggest thing is like communicating to your worship leaders was the biggest thing. Um, and also like, you uh if you're if you're just now starting to like flow with tracks if you're starting to like learn how to loop stuff um and before you're just yeah. used to like going straight through um it's really helpful to talk to the worship leader to be like hey what moments would you want to flow or maybe pick out like one or mm. two spots like let's flow in these two spots for this service um that way we can just like you know build from there and then the more you do it the more you'll uh, kind of see, you know, they'll, the worship leaders will naturally feel like they have more freedom and you'll feel more comfortable with flowing, looping, even like verses or like different sections. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, just kind of practicing at home, you know, build a session, practice looping and, and playing your instrument. If you're playing an instrument too, um, all that stuff. Um, yeah, depending if you are on stage or if you're running tracks off stage, just practicing those looping stuff at home. Um, and then also just constantly like getting more knowledge because, you know, for example, the low pass in the tracks was like, it used to just be volume and we ran it like that for probably like three years. Um, before I switch over to low pass and that just like change everything. So, so like constantly thinking of like how you can make things better, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. With, with regards to that, I'm um, just, cause I'm curious. I think that's, that's awesome. Are you, is that low pass? Are you just, is that just a filter you put on the mass on the master bus or whatever it is? Or. Yeah. It is um, actually an EQ. I don't know with, with so, an Ableton or an EQ. Yeah yeah. 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 So I just put an EQ and I set the, you know, the top, um, the top the high it's 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 basically a high or you know low pass um and yeah so sure. you said to like maximum frequency to like minimum frequency um yeah and we set that to the master um we also have two sins we used to run sins like percussion guitars vocals and yeah. stuff but now we actually uh screen share our computer with front of house so they can kind of mix how they need to. So they just use stereo. So we use, I think masters for like our own in-ears. Um, we have okay. a send for front of house. And then we do have a send for studio that goes up to the studio. So he can have his own mix too. So I just basically put any, the same EQ um, on each of those sends and then map that fader to each of those EQs, uh, like the low pass to each of those. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, that's incredible. Sick, man. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's all like super, super helpful. I mean, there's really nothing, I think just the idea of practicing, you know, goes, goes a long way. I mean, practice makes perfect. You hear that everywhere with mm -hmm. regards to music, but even when it comes to running tracks, it can be just as dynamic as any other live instrument, you know, as long yeah. as you know your stuff well enough. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's sure, important yeah. to be familiar. And like you said, kind of, kind of always learning, um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's it. Let's uh, let's chat briefly about what Red Rocks Worship has going on creatively. You guys released a, a Christmas single last month. Is that right? Yes, we have. So it's it's such a good song. I love it. Um, we actually, when we released it, a lot of people were like, so "Wait, so is it like a Christmas song or is it like a worship song?" And my answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, because yeah. it's you know a lot of Christmas songs uh, can be very like performance driven and we've done a lot of that kind of stuff too um but we wanted yeah. to write something that we could also like uh you know for example use tracks and flow with and create spontaneous moments um and it's still like you know based around the story of christmas and stuff so uh it's a really good song uh yeah we've played it uh we first introduced it to our church this past sunday may play once more on a sunday before christmas but obviously we will be playing it um at christmas yeah yeah, that's yeah. incredible. And the song is called Hope Has Come, correct? Yep, that is correct. Yep. Hope Has Come. And the tracks for anyone interested in, uh, you know, in leading that, you know, they're all, of course, available on the Loop Community website. Um, yeah, I was just listening to it um, earlier this morning. And yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I think it'll I think it'll be a great addition and, and glad to hear that it's uh, been received well. You know, it's a it's a cool thing yeah. to, to be releasing music in this time for, you know, your home church in, in a way that's yeah. relatable, um, something for them specifically. So that's sure. uh, that's pretty much all I got for, for now. So I appreciate you really taking the time, um, jumping on yeah, here of course. And, and sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, 
yeah best of uh, luck throughout all of your christmas services and rehearsals thank you and thank you and all of that um yeah and we'll we'll talk to you again soon for everyone tuning in we appreciate you um been great chatting with scott and uh yeah can't thank you enough man yeah thank you appreciate it no problem we'll see you later okay all right all right everyone thanks again for tuning in um it was great just to hear from him about all those kind of tech sides. I know a lot of you guys are are preparing your your services and your set lists and things like that. Um, just wishing you guys all the best in the next few weeks as you kind of walk through that. Um, we're always here to help in any way we can. Feel free to get the master tracks uh, for Hope Has Come by Red Rocks Worship on the Loop Community website. And we'll see you guys next time. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt McCoy. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Hey, it means so much to us when you let us know what you thought write down in the comments what you learned from this episode, anything else that you found encouraging from this episode. Glad you guys are listening to the podcast. Hope to provide to you a lot of helpful content as you lead worship. See you soon.